Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This day that has just passed was the feast of the synaxis of the archangels Michael, Gabriel, and all of the Bible's hosts. We will be celebrating the Sanctimony on Vespers of this upcoming Saturday, but also with the lantern procession uh, with the children, uh, their heavenly protection and presence in our life. There is, you were to think, this is a common trope even played out in movies. Was it Space Odyssey? What was the movie? I'm a little bit how where he's looking for. Is it Space Odyssey? Yes. 2001. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> that movie, if I remember correctly, if I, since I can't remember the title correctly, I at least remember some of the existential angst and fear of space. Right? It's just empty. And I don't know if you can say dark, but it's dark to us and cold. And this is what our imagination thinks of when we think of space. It's just emptiness. If I'm to understand correctly, the use of the word space as a noun, that there's like space, like what, what we're talking about, first comes up in Milton. So it is not something previous to that, that the medievals are Earlier than that, the people would have thought of space as this kind of expanse, this emptiness. You get it in Pascal, he talks about and dreads the emptiness, the vastness of space. But if you were to be in the 14th, 13th century, there, this was not the idea. The cosmos was a well-ordered house. And it is something that we as moderns, or whatever you want to call us now, since we've been modern for a while now, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, with, I'll say, some fractures of non-modernism being in there, but that we don't really see our existence as a well-ordered home, the space around us, even the stars, we struggle with the cold and the empty and the darkness and, let's just be honest, the nothing. Because it is our experience and it's just inescapable for us. And the way that we were trained, and it's not just in our imagination, even though it's through all of our, if you watch anything now, it's just a not so subtle undercurrent of nihilism through the whole thing. But it's just, the world is just kind of empty, dead, inert matter. And somehow we exist amongst it. And if you're in science classes, you and I, most, a lot of science classes, at least for those without, because there's no discussion of anything going on. So we're all just kind of matter that's decomposing, or we, we just, there's nothing beyond this. And living like this, absorbed or looking down instead of up and seeing anything beyond the material, 
it is no wonder that we can struggle with the idea or the recognition that each of us have been assigned an angel. That from the perspective of the Bible, there's angelic forces all over the place. That there is an angel assigned to each one of us, that there's an angel assigned to this church, that there's an angel assigned, let's just say, to Tennessee, there's an angel assigned to Oak Ridge, there's an angel. Because in the mind of the church and in scripture, there's not emptiness, but everything is full. That there is not just dead matter, but everything is alive and aching and desirous of God. And it is for us, especially because so much of modern life is aimed towards deadening all of our spiritual senses, for us to awaken our spiritual senses, to actually struggle to pray, to bring our mind and our heart together and put them before God, to realize, as we have in our daily prayers, to call upon and ask even for the forgiveness of our guardian angel, to ask for our guardian angel's help. We call it a guardian angel for a reason, to help guard us. That it is not just us in an empty expanse, and then maybe God somewhere up and beyond, but that God mediates himself and his presence and has put our, all around us mediating forces, the angels. That it is the love of God that produces all of this, that fills all of this, that it's not the emptiness that we should be afraid of, but that we should turn our hearts and our minds to the fullness of God who overflows, supports, who lavishes his love and gives abundantly so much so that he would even assign an intelligence, uh, a mind like an angel to us. If you don't have the practice of praying to your guardian angel, it's in the prayer book. And if you need to be reminded to do so, do so. That does not make it into an obsession or where you get off and you get into esoteric and all that. It is a genuine, normative reality for the Christian faith to recognize that God has assigned you an angel and that we pray and ask for their help, their intercessions, not just them, but all of the angelic hosts. This is through all of our unity. On a Sunday morning, we are always singing about how we represent and act like the cherubim, that we ask for the help and intercessions of the Archangel Michael, of Archangel Gabriel, of all of the angelic hosts, that our life is full of the presence of God, and it's just for us to awaken it, to remember, and to pull close to God. And even all of these metaphors of striving towards him, of pulling him close, these are all just metaphors because at the end of the day we always realize in the depth of prayer that he was always already there. 
that we didn't really have to strive as much as having ourselves get out of the way to recognize the reality of his loving presence. And this is, in many ways, exactly what repentance looks like. To get out of our carnality of our lack of being able to see and actually being able to behold God's presence, God's angels, God's loved ones, the saints. So let us, especially as these evenings uh, get darker sooner, that we do not allow ourselves to be plunged into the despair of someone like Pascal and the emptiness of space, but let us revel in the presence and the plenitude, the fullness, the overflowing nature of God's love, and ask for the prayers of our guardian angel that each one of us has, that has been assigned to us out of the grace and love of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.